0: Assalamualaikum. alaikum so for today's episode of the Power of ukdi i have a special guest with me and this special guest has a very special story this story that she had mentioned to me came about in a time where i was going through um a very similar thing to what she was going through of course everyone goes through trials and tribulations and we all know that the people that go through trials the reason is because they are closest to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. To means for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to, for us to get closer to Him. Um, but this specific trial was with both of our healths, and it really did affect me at the time. And my special guest was one who really uplifted me, motivated me, and gave me hope in my journey. So I'm going to pass it over to my special guest. Assalamualaikum um so yeah so
1: my name is Amina I um, met Marwa at uni we took off from there to be honest (laughs) a bit about myself so I'm a psychology student and a yoga teacher the Um, yoga the yoga is what
0: sparks because Mm. you know during lockdown yeah I had nothing to do okay and the only thing that I could do to physically move myself around was do yoga when I was stuck in my room Mm. and when I would do it it was it made me feel amazing
1: literally a lot of people say this like that's why I like like when I started doing yoga like I did it as like a hobby and like I did it at the gym and I just did it really for a workout but the more I did it the more I realized that it really helped my mental health as well and just generally like I just became quite passionate about it and then I just decided I want to teach it and um, so
0: I do that alongside my studies with you. (laughs) Being a Muslim woman and being a yoga teacher like I would prefer to have a Muslim woman as a yoga Mm. teacher and I don't know any others who do so it's a massive impact that you're having on society.
1: Yeah to be honest I wanted to really reach out to women and to kind of show women that like you can dress how you want like you can dress modestly you can and you can still work out you can still like you can still do whatever you want to do like I know that a lot of people kind of think oh I can't go to this class because you know there's men there and obviously in like mm-hmm. these funny positions like yeah, you know you don't shit. want people to like look at you so I do ladies only classes and I make sure that it's fully so seg- like fully like you know enclosed and everything and um alhamdulillah Like the feedback from that has been so great because people are like that they, they like to have you know that environment. Feel more comfortable. They can yeah, relate to you. Exactly they have to you. Exactly. Do yeah. you want to
0: plug it in, sis?
1: I'll go on then. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my business is called Yogami, and uh, on Instagram it's at I Am Yogami. Yeah,
0: yeah. mashallah guys, go check <laughs> it out. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, I had actually first saw Amina in do you remember the chai circles
1: yeah with the eye sock
0: yeah it was one of the first chai circles and the first ones it wasn't actually the first chai circles it was the first one that I went to oh you know what I think it was the first one that I went to as well really yeah honestly I think it was I'm not joking (laughs) and let me tell you Amina was sat there do you remember you were head to toe in the best gym wear (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the
1: nice like modest gym wear yeah. yeah
0: and um we were talking the the topic was about mental health so there yeah. was like some psychologists there mm-hmm. and then obviously we had time to discuss um about mental health and all the stigmas that come along with it as a Muslim woman and Amina decided to basically pull her hand up and she was like yeah so I used to study dentistry and then I got psychosis and I was like girl what like what happened to you because you yeah you didn't look like that you looked like you had everything put together Mm. you you know you know you shouldn't like judge someone like that yeah mashallah you looked very healthy and um to hear something like that like you looked like a dentist but then you were like something happened and then it just all went downhill from, from there so I really wanted to get to know Amina more because I was going through a lot at the time with my health so I took the opportunity to basically sit her down and talk to her. So should we do a remake of it now?
1: Yeah, we'll pretend that we're meeting for the first time again.
0: <laughs> no, um, yeah. So
1: basically, my the reason that I wanted to speak up at that time in the Chai Circles as well was because I want people generally to feel like with mental health, they can speak up. Like it's not something that we should be shy about. It's not something that we should should be uncomfortable to talk about like you know we people have mental health conditions and it's nothing to be ashamed of which is why at the chai circles i thought i will share my story um to be honest my story um is i i am still in recovery from my illness uh, alhamdulillah that i was blessed with um to be honest uh it started it started off quite a few years ago now um when i experienced depression um I was quite depressed for for a good few months it was it was quick it was quite severe depression um that came from a lot of things a lot of stress and personal experiences um and then through that I basically just randomly one day uh apparently I don't really remember the whole story but apparently just ran out of my house and just basically lost myself completely um and I don't remember any of this subhanAllah like Mm -hmm. Allah has just wiped the memory away so that I can just start a fresh life but you know when I was in that time um I basically uh I I did experience psychosis first episode psychosis So when you
0: run out you don't remember at all what happened
1: no so I don't remember this this is what what people told me um I was actually one of my close friends that lives near me was actually um, kind of like uh, in the area and apparently like it was quite you know I was quite like aggressive and obviously it's not my personality mm-hmm. to be like that but um they took me to like a lot of different hospitals over the period of 10 months where, where I went well a period of a few months and then when I was in one hospital I was there for 10 months um and it became kind of like a home to me because you were bed-bound. I, I was I wasn't necessarily bed bound like I wasn't like well I could leave my bed and I could walk and everything but I couldn't recognize my family or friends I couldn't recognize anyone I couldn't I could barely speak
0: so for 10 months you didn't recognize
1: for yeah for a large proportion of the time that I was in that I didn't I don't recall it and I couldn't you know my family would come to me my friends would come visit me and I just wouldn't know who they are like subhanallah like my memory had just gone I think a lot of it maybe was to do with um the treatments like I had ECT and I was on quite a lot of medication Mm -hmm. and of course experiencing psychosis you know you do these are the sometimes in severe cases what happens Mm. um and then to be honest (sighs) um but yeah in that in that period um I learned so much and I I don't, I used to think like, oh, like subhanAllah, I've wasted like a year of my life. Like I used yeah. to think that. But now I think like, you know, that experience changed me. It shaped me into the person I am today. And it's opened my eyes to so many more, like so much. Um, so I just say Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. It made you who you are today.
1: It made me who I am today. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many things that happened in the hospital and in that period that just like, it, 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 m- miracles really like yeah. and, and as a reason I'm here today back and healthy is truly by the will of Allah and by my parents du'as and people's du'as that you know what I, I always um tell people you know when you do a good thing for someone mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is you do not know who's dua, who's making du'a for you, yeah. and you do not know whose du'a is yeah, answered. 100%. So maybe yeah. it's some random person that I helped one day. Yeah. Maybe they made du'a, and maybe I got Like, maybe yeah. that was, obviously, it's all by the will of Allah. Mm. But, you know, helping people, I and mean, when people make du'a for you, is so, so, so powerful. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So I can't even, like, fully say what I, <laughs> what I got up to in them 10 months. But, you know, there are some things that I do remember and even things that, like, my parents have told me. Um, like, for example, um, there was an imam and he used to come to the hospital every week. Yeah. And um, he was so, so good for me, oh, like, sure. for me, because I, 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 of course, like, I wasn't wearing hijab and I wasn't praying, even though I've never done that. Like, I've always worn hijab ever since yeah. I was very young, but I just wasn't in the mental mm-hmm. state. So I wasn't aware of my actions. Um But I still used to ask him so many questions and he used to sit with me and he used to, you know, teach me so many things. And um, I used to still read Quran. So, So I've not memorized an awful lot of Quran, but whatever I have memorized, I used to, keep repeating it and reciting it now this whilst was whilst you
0: were in hospital whilst
1: this was this was like, at a time psychosis
0: yeah everything, you can't remember anything and you're reciting quran
1: yeah so i couldn't i couldn't necessarily recognize people or talk to people and i couldn't necessarily articulate words very well um but my quran and Tajweed, you know was there mm. and even i used to go around they had like a garden and i used to go around the garden and i used to recite my quran from memory because and that's why like you know in this world we have to make the quran our companion Mm. because when you make the quran your companion the words of allah will stay with you it doesn't matter where you go doesn't matter like it's such a beauty of of our book particularly because we memorize the quran it stays in our hearts wherever you go and it really pulled me through like a lot of difficult difficult times um subhanallah it's a big big blessing yeah it
0: is a hundred percent yeah how did your parents feel at the time when you were in hospital
1: my parents I think for my mom especially it was I think it was a bigger test for her because for me I don't remember it I don't remember most of it I remember the nurses and I remember how amazing they were but I don't remember a lot of it but for my mom she went through a very very hard time and for my close friends and even my father my brother my sister-in-law you know I know how how much of a hard time they had knowing that their daughter was in this hospital they don't know how long yeah. she's going to be in there for she might be in there for the. they did say to yeah. that I'll be in there for, for 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 life yeah for a long time um, for life for I think they said like that they don't know when the, when I'm going to yeah. get better so yeah. it could and just that's be
0: exactly what it means
1: exactly when a um, healthcare
0: professional says that to you exactly and you're here
1: I subhanallah but I, for my mom you know you were asking like it just shows that like you know like when something happens to your own child like that is such a big test so mm. it just shows that Allah must love my mom a mm, lot for yeah. testing going that way yeah um yeah
0: may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward her I mean because it is having children is a test yeah but having a daughter who's about well, how old were you at the time
1: I was I think I was about 20 my age yeah about your age yeah where
0: what girls at my age would be thinking the next step forward yeah um nearly about to finish uni yeah and then you had like something to stop you yeah um stop you in your progress subhanallah yeah is crazy
1: And another thing was at the time I was studying dentistry so I was in a very good you know a very good profession everything was my life was yeah (laughs) don't know about that but you know mashallah like (laughs) alhamdulillah like I had I had a very good life like alhamdulillah like you wouldn't expect somebody that whether dentistry you know it has to go as a friend you know you wouldn't expect anything like this happen to them and it can happen to anyone Mm -hmm. literally anyone which is why we must always just count our blessings and say alhamdulillah for our health everything we have because you know allah just as he gives he can take and yeah it's um it's it's a big it's a big blessing
0: health Mm -hmm. yeah so as i said you were telling me that the healthcare professionals told you that you they didn't know when you were going yeah. to come out. And when healthcare professionals say that, that's the way of them saying that they're, they're meant to be the ones in control. They're, mm. they're as much control as they can be. Mm. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that as Muslims that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one in control of your health. Yeah. But in this world, we rely on our healthcare professionals when in that situation. Mm-hmm. And for your healthcare professionals to come and say to you that we don't know how long you're going to be in here for... um what got you here mashallah
1: Subhanallah. you know like I say just Allah's the power Allah's might and Allah's will and um and people's duas um and you know like the whole experience I'm very grateful for it because mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for that experience I've, firstly I'd still be studying dentistry which I didn't even enjoy that much anyway <laughs> so and now I'm doing psychology which I really enjoy and I'm really passionate about mental health and I'm passionate about helping people if it wasn't for my experience I wouldn't have that passion inside me which you
0: did for me you helped me so much oh. you don't know just that one conversation that we had
1: <laughs> Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. I just I want to help people I want people to know that you can go through literally hit rock bottom I was in a position in my life where I couldn't do anything for myself I couldn't do anything at all and alhamdulillah Allah through the will of Allah I've worked my way up alhamdulillah you know I've settled down I've got a house I'm married I'm studying alhamdulillah because you know and I want to show people that it doesn't matter like where you are right now it's okay you will you will get better and you Mm -hmm. will be able to achieve amazing things yeah
0: the patients that you had because it's a massive thing yeah you had psychosis you yeah. were hospital bound yeah and out of all the things yeah your healthcare professionals were telling you to bake and whatever mm. else they were telling you and you thought no i'm going to read quran yeah and your parents brought in a quran teacher
1: yeah and it's, it was it was the imam of the hospital so the hospital yeah. they had an imam yeah
0: that's really good mashallah. yeah yeah um and it just goes to show the miracle of the Quran. It's true, because with that one situation that happened and the one choice that you had taken, yeah, your whole life had changed for the better. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's so much wisdom in the Quran in the English as well. Of course, like if we if we can learn the Arabic, it's better for us to understand. But whatever we can understand from from the English, is it will really. the more we read and the more we reflect and ponder and try to implement the Quran into our lives the stronger you'll be and the more and you know as Muslims we're positive people you Mm -hmm. know like we're not negative we don't think oh this and this and no we're positive we have a positive view of Allah that Allah will account for all our affairs Allah will deal with it
0: where culture has decided to come in yeah now of course I do think that there's some areas in culture where if there's no, if there's nothing that the Quran is prohibiting of it, then go ahead. Yeah. But things like um, dowry that was mm-hmm. meant to be forbidden, mm-hmm. that was forbidden. Sorry, things that were being exploited, mm-hmm. um, for those who are le- uh, more vulnerable in society, the Quran came in, put verses in to help us. Yeah. And it's so true how there's always positivity. So for example, mental health and illnesses. I could imagine that you going through psychosis, someone could come and say. It's the gin. Yeah. Or it's Nazar. I had a lot,
1: a lot of that. I had a lot of How people.
0: Did
1: you deal with it? Yeah, so a lot, a lot. To be honest, like, black magic and all this stuff, it exists. It's it real. Does. Like, we don't, we don't deny it. We shouldn't completely think that everything is just black magic and sihir and gin mm-hmm. and this. Because mental health is there as well, you mm-hmm. know? If some things are purely a mental illness, whether mm-hmm. you need medication, you need um you know mental health professionals to help you like they're a means at the end of the day Allah is the one in control but these people and this medication is a means to help us mm. alhamdulillah I'm very blessed that my family you know they they did they did take me to the hospital they 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 let you know they 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 gave me the they had uh, the treatments and the doctors the nurses were so so amazing really mm. really grateful for how amazing they were yeah. um and uh and it's given me a passion to want to break the stigma you know like I don't want people to I want our Muslim Ummah to realize that you know these things exist but mental health also exists and you know we need to speak up we Mm -hmm. need if we have you know we need to we shouldn't be ashamed Mm -hmm. a lot of people that you you wouldn't realize have had depression Mm -hmm. or they've had anxiety or they have anxiety but they 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 can't speak up about it because people might just say like oh just cheer up like oh just get you know just get yeah. better.
0: And it's a hid it's a hidden. It's a illness. hidden illness. Yeah. Okay, so when I came up to you after you had spoken in chai circles, um, I was actually going through a cl- crazy flare up with mm-hmm. my illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going through it mentally as well. I deal with a chronic illness and I've dealt with a chronic illness since fifteen. So before fifteen, I was just like you, very very healthy everyone in my house would have the fever or get ill yeah. or the flu and I would be the only one fine so then I would be looking after them and I was praised for it as well like yeah she's she's strong man I was on all these medications and I wasn't this was a charity week, the charity week. yeah the charity dinner yeah and I wasn't meant to even be there for charity week because the week prior um I was so bad that I couldn't walk so then two weeks prior sorry so then the week prior I went to my doctor and I was like look I need to be there for charity week um do something for me and she was like okay then so she gave me the medication that I really Mm. didn't want Mm. it was a quick fix type of thing yeah which I had to deal with like side effects of um, depression and things like that so I was literally going through it um, and then when I, I was like, I'm going to get Amina, you know, I'm going to sit her down I'm going to speak to her. <laughs> and Amina told me all of this. And it really gave me hope. When I went home that day, I've always done dua before it. When I got first out, got diagnosed, um, of course, both my parents were um, even more so upset than I was because I've always been a laid back person with serious things. So I don't think it kicked into me that I was chronically ill. Up until I was dealing with the, up until, like, the medications and the tests yeah. and the, all of that kept coming mm-hmm. up into place. So, so, one story in the Quran about Prophet Ayyub, uh, mm-hmm. and how he was afflicted with illness. But he was afflicted with illness towards the end of his life. And the only support that he had was his wife, who'd supported him and went out and was the breadwinner. Um, But it really did get to him when his wife went out one day and she had um done something that would enable for her to bring in money mm-hmm. um i think she had cut her hair and started to sell her hair um and he was really upset about that so he prayed to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he prayed and prayed and there was a specific dua that he did and he was cured by the will of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. i used to basically always in my duas I would pray to Allah please cure me completely like of course it's never going to go that's what the doctors have said that's what science says but I had hope um because there's nothing that Allah can't do Exactly. Yeah. and of course there were these I was dealing with the chronic illness but then also the medications were causing me to have Mm. mental health illnesses and prior to this I didn't have any mental health illnesses so people would come and have the comments about black magic Nazar that type of stuff. Um, And as a daughter, we're both daughters, we were both, I was much younger, Mm. um, but you were at that age where you're like flourishing Mm and then it comes, so it may have been harder for you. Mm. And as a daughter as well, our parents can get very worried because as culture, it's like, okay, how is she going to get married Exactly, yeah, exactly. And SubhanAllah, we were both taken out of it and there was a way out. These comments that the community had made, they made no difference. It didn't make any difference at all. Um, so I kept doing dua, a please cure me completely. Because it was like inflammation inside. So um, I remember I told you that I was on all these medications. And then I'm not sure if I told you, but straight after that, they put me on like another medication. I got an allergic reaction. They gave me another medication. I got another allergic reaction. And then my doctor finally gave up and she was like, look, nothing's working. So we might have to just do surgery if it needs to come to that. So this was last month okay they told me that i might need to do surgery okay so i was obviously i'm like laid back like always with yeah um these type of things so i was like okay yeah. i of just pushing it back because yeah. i don't want to think yeah. about it yeah of course my mom and dad they're serious about yeah. it so um i kept pushing it back I'm just, and i i'll be i'll be honest i gave up on the dua after the allergic reactions mm. i just wanted to be medication free because the medication yeah. was making me a completely different person mentally I remember. like i'm dealing with the symptoms yeah and everything around me is fine yeah but because of my mental health i'm hating everything
1: yeah yeah and i
0: felt ungrateful i felt it was affecting my iman as well i do yeah because I, I just wasn't in the mood to pray. Mm. I was like, what's wrong with me? I mm. should be. Mm. So I was like, that's it. This medication is going. Yes. I'll just deal with the physical symptoms. Okay. Now they're saying I need to do surgery. So I gave up my dua. But obviously there's people out there that are doing dua for me. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward everyone mm. who had done dua for me. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all their dua. The deepest dua that they have. Because Amen. last week I went for my camera test. And they told me that everything inside is perfect. Everything was perfect, and I just thought how how was everything perfect Subhanallah. i I had gone from inflammation everywhere, and now there's nothing and I even saw it, and I was like, "Are you sure that's me?" <laughs> <Subhanallah>. <laughs> this isn't me." Oh and my. then she said, do you want your mom to come in? I was like, yeah, call her in quick. <laughs> and um, I had given up on the dua. And I feel so bad that I had given up on the dua. No, you shouldn't feel you shouldn't bad. Uh, but those people, out there doing dua for me. Yeah. And now I'm medication-free. That was the dua that I used to do every day in the know, know. um, All the time in Ramadan. Um, I would say, I just want to be medication-free. And I want to be healthy and five years had to deal with this and it's gone just five years
1: I just I'm literally speechless because I remember when I saw you and um I could tell like this this illness was having a big impact on your life because of the medications the side effects everything like Mm -hmm. I'm so happy like right now (laughs) (laughs) because everyone hasn't told me this before
0: (laughs) I I came to my
1: house and I said "I (laughs) I, I was like me the news and she was like no you gotta wait for the podcast oh subhanallah i i can't believe like i'm just in shock um i thought you were gonna say like i'm improving i'm better but subhanallah the fact that like it's gone
0: i couldn't i couldn't believe my
1: eyes
0: i I was like wow this (laughs) looks healthy
1: (laughs) you see this is this is the power of allah and you know even um even like even though like we we get through these illnesses, alhamdulillah through the power of Allah Allah can test us in any way and we must always have in our in our um hearts gratefulness 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 for for everything we have when we have health when we don't have health when we have money when we have Mm -hmm. anything that you have Mm -hmm. you know we it's a big big reminder that like Allah has blessed you Mm -hmm. maybe Allah might test you in a different way you know we will constantly have tests and tests it's not like it's you know this life is full of tests like even now till this day um sometimes um I actually experience uh like periods of dissociation I think it may be a side effect of my medication mm-hmm. um and um you know uh it's it, it still happens till this day I'm still tested till this day with that but I say alhamdulillah alhamdulillah that I'm not in hospital I'm not as I used to be and but I'm just I'm just so you know, shocked at, at what you've
0: told I, me I, i'm a bit speechless like, I, i'm so honestly i do you know the reason why of course i cannot put pinpoint down to the reason but the reason why it had happened i strongly believe because of the research that i had done into my condition i would just sit there and read research papers on my condition yeah. as crazy as it sounds i was like if no one has an answer then let me have a look and see properly yeah but sometimes doctors don't want to be honest mm. I was coming out into the world and I was speaking about it openly. Yeah. I was seeing experiences from people like you that were giving me hope. And people don't understand how powerful the brain is. Yeah. That hope that you gave me, it was it was all I needed at the time. And to think now that you are still going through these periods of dissociation and you're still being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why? Because we know that something is in store for, yeah. for us in Islam. We know that the person who is afflicted with um, trials and tribulations in regards to their health, all their sins are forgiven. But what more do do we want?
1: SubhanAllah. It's true. It's true. Um, and it's sometimes, like I do feel like quite um bad or like you know like uh, guilty, especially like when my sister, like I have a younger sister, she's twelve years old. Um, when she like sees like if I've been ill or something like you know I, I do have an element of of guilt that like you know I don't want her to ever feel bad in a bad way and then I just remind myself that if Allah is testing me and my family, Allah it, it's a good it's a good thing. It's, a good, it's thing. a good
0: thing. So you said that you would feel bad that your sister's watching this at the age of yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Is it because you'd feel feelings like vulnerability, you'd feel like you're weak, you're not a um, role model for her?
1: Yeah, I, I guess in terms of a role model, I do think Alhamdulillah I do feel like I I am a, I'm a good role model for my sister. Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Be- um I just I do sometimes feel that like I don't want I don't want her to be worried about about me mm, um yeah. and I don't want my parents to be worried about me and I don't want my husband to be worried about me yeah. um and when I have these periods of dis- disassociation um it's kind of similar to where I don't really know where I am like the other day I missed my stop on the train when I was coming from London and it was a big drama mm. um but alhamdulillah I managed to get home and uh, but um yeah, it's just about, like, I don't want, I don't like people to to be worried about me. Oh. <laughs> it's my rabbit, <laughs> just falling asleep.
0: <sighs> so cute, Marshall <laughs> They have the most weirdest sleeping positions, but they manage Honestly, to look so cute. She
1: just, she just loves to just sleep upside down, I don't know why. <laughs> She's just loving life.
0: <laughs> so, Amina, you you were the reason that hope that you had given me and that conversation that we had had was what had like literally sparked inside of me because prior to this I didn't I didn't open up about it because of feelings like vulnerability Mm -hmm. um but it takes a lot of courage and strength to be vulnerable and you sat in child circles and there's girls that you don't know like you didn't know me and you had said this you would you just said it to everyone yeah and it just stopped everyone in what they were doing yeah you were the reason why it had happened like explain to me did you think that was because of what you had gone through that made you like this?
1: Um I think Sorry, I'm just a bit emotional right now.
0: <laughs> oh
1: subhanallah no um I think um the reason that I kind of was so open about you know like I had psychosis and I wasn't I didn't say it in a way like if you can remember like I didn't say it in a way that I was like shy about it or like you know I was I confidently said look I had psychosis and then I explained what what happened the reason is because I I don't think there should be a stigma around around this you know like People, if you broke your leg, you would go around telling people, I broke my leg or I sprained my ankle or, you know, you'd go around telling people it's visible and no one's going to, everyone would have sympathy, they like, oh my God, you broke your leg. How did you break your leg? Yeah. You know, no, if you have depression, no one's going to say, how did you have depression? Yeah. You know, it's more like, oh, are you on medication for it? Oh, yeah. you shouldn't be on medication for it and this and this. Yeah, oh, well, I feel
0: stigma the
1: stigma behind antidepressants and all sorts you know it's there for a reason and i am i am like hoping to inshallah come off medication it's my long term personal goal but that doesn't necessarily mean that people that are on medication are any you know are weak no then they they can they are still strong and when you said like the brain is so powerful like yeah. it is and um when you talk and you get it off your chest and you you start opening up and accepting the reality mm-hmm. You know things you'll 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 realize the ways which you can get better. But there's, if you deny it, it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. There's
0: something called synaptic plasticity. Okay. And the simple conversation that we had, I feel as though that synaptic plasticity was just going <laughs> on in my brain.
1: I don't even know what that is, but that sounds cool.
0: <laughs> when like neurons, new neurons are oh, yeah, made. yeah yeah. <laughs> so those neurons, were, I mean, this conversation were made. But like dancing
1: in your brain. <laughs> and
0: they're like, come on now, let's try fix this. <laughs>
1: oh my God,
0: I'm but or, as well as that, the Qur'an as well yeah. The Qur'an verses that you had read When there was nothing else that you could have done Yeah. And you weren't recognising your friends or your family But you were recognising these Qur'an verses And you were mm-hmm. able to read them off the top of your head
1: SubhanAllah Imagine like I can't do anything But I can still read Qur'an That's a that's a big miracle Like my my articulation of words was very poor Like I couldn't actually speak properly Because I don't know why But I couldn't speak properly Subhanallah, my Tajweed was fine.
0: Subhanallah. I don't
1: know. I don't know what. I don't you know read what.
0: Quran and your speech was fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. My speech, like in terms of talking to people, was very poor. But when I when I would read Quran, it I'd be okay. And um, I, I remember like it's just the little, little things that my brother, when he visit, would visit me, he'd say to me, I'm going to remember to pray your Isha. And I'd be like, okay, Kasimai. I wasn't quite understanding. Like, I wasn't understanding what prayer is. I wasn't understanding what people are. I wasn't understanding anything. But the Quran, it, it, it's something that stays in your heart. So even wherever you go, whatever you do, i'd really emphasize people to try and memorize that even to myself like Mm -hmm. to try and memorize as much as you can in and keep the quran close Mm -hmm. close to you Mm
0: -hmm. yeah the quran is a miracle but this in itself is a miracle yeah you could speak and you couldn't speak yeah but you were reciting quran verses yeah thank you so much amina for being on this episode of the podcast I'm so happy that I had met you and I'm so happy. So I would have laughed in someone's face if they told me that I was going to start a podcast, let alone do an episode with someone like you. I know. I really hope that sisters out there who are going through a similar situation Yeah. By listening to this, I hope that there's synaptic plasticity going on in in your brain and that Amina neurons are firing. And if you see Amina around in uni, yeah, she's the most sweetest person. She's the most sweetest person. Feel free to go up and ask her. Yeah, of course. Or myself. Uh, yeah. Even if you just need a hug, a hug. I mean, yeah. these hugs are really
1: nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they are. Does that for being on my podcast? Alhamdulillah. Allahumma <laughs> wa bihamdika. Ashhadu alla ila illa Ant astafruka wa adubi ilayk. Assalamu alaikum.
1: Wa alaikum assalamu alaikum.